Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN to get 20% off of your next order. We're joined by Cameron Coombe here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of an SHL update. Cameron has been watching uh, all of the SHL games going on with the Red Wings prospects, been tweeting out gifts, been putting out videos, content machine. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter at Cameron Coombe. Uh, and we are talking to him today about what he has seen uh, from those prospects, where you can watch uh, some of those prospects playing over in Sweden, plus a whole lot more. So stay tuned. We know you're going to love it. And thank you for listening to this Wednesday edition of Lockdown Red Wings. Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 28th, thousand. And 20 and today we are joined by a very special guest for an shl update it is cameron coom of red wings twitter fame cameron welcome to the show man how's it going hi guys thanks for having me excited to be here now uh if you're a red wings fan on twitter you've likely seen cameron's gifts going around some red wings prospects in the shl this season ethan and i we typically have to work during the day during the week and, and don't get to watch those games live but lucky for us you are somebody who does, and you are somebody who uh, thankfully puts out those gifts, puts out those videos. So we'll start doing with God's work. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with this. Where do you watch the SHL? Can they be streamed? What websites are the safest out there? Do you have any horror stories that you would like to share of links not yeah. to click on? Yeah, I mean, usually, like, I think the most common is, I think it's on hockey.tv. That usually we're going to find them all. Like, if you want to, I've tried, like, doing it the way I think it's supposed to, but like if you're trying to watch something like Sweden, you got to be like with a Swedish bank. And so usually this is like the, the best route for people here in North America. Swedish banks. That's not uh, the worst idea in the world. I think it just, you know, add to the credibility of a human being if they had a, Sw- a Swedish bank account, there's like yeah, some gotta, about like European bank accounts that are very uh, appealing. Yeah. You got to start that offshoring at a young age, right? We've got a lot of prospects to get to today. It seems like every single day, we're going on Twitter and somebody else is lighting it up. Sometimes it's multiple people, but who has surprised you the most with their play early on uh, in the SHL season? Well, in terms of surprises, like, cause there's so many guys out there. Like, it feels like, I mean, the Red Wings really start throwing SHL team if they wanted, but and <laughs> a lot with their prospects, a lot of them played with the Griffins last year. So you kind of expect them to go over to Sweden and perform with it being a lower league. But if I didn't think of a surprise, I'd probably say Elmer Soderblom. Was, was Lucas Raymond's teammate with Ferlinda. And just, just, just due to the fact that, you know, he's a six-round pick and the expectations aren't through the roof for someone like him, and yet he's come in and he didn't get too much playing time last year uh, playing in their, their junior circuit. But now he's come up, he's getting more minutes as kind of time has gone on. And you can notice the attributes that have people excited about him. That's That's been on display with his stick handling. You can see, like, I mean, I know something's been going around where he's using his size to protect the puck and he's making plays inside to get to the net. And that stuff just stands out when he's on the ice, you notice him out there. And for a six round pick, like 
you know, that that's pretty, it's a, he was a good bet on in terms of his, because of the developmental path that he can take. So another late round pick, uh, Otto Kivamaki too. Like this, it's just surprising to me to see such high production from like, yeah, of course, the big guys, Lucas Raymond, uh, Jonathan Berggren, uh, Theodore Niederbach, second round picks. But then they're also getting, like you mentioned, this production from guys who were drafted later and later in the round. And I just know that like, that's, I think that's to me is even a better feeling than just your prospects, like your top prospects being the ones to produce. It's impressive because like most of the time, those guys that go in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you don't like hear about them after like the first year because they usually, you know, they just don't work out. But these kind of picks, like, you know, these are the picks that if they work out, like, you know, your rebuild, like what the Red Wings are in, like, you expedite a lot of that process, even if you just hit on one or two of them. What's been the most impressive thing about Jonathan Bergwin's game? Let's actually shift it back to him now uh, that you've seen. Obviously, he has some suffered some injuries in years past, uh, but maybe something from his game that you haven't seen in those those smaller sample sizes in past years. Well, I definitely think it's the aggressiveness that he's playing with. Like you said, he's battled with injuries like the last two years, both his seasons have been cut short. As you'd expect with a guy like that, he might take it a little easier just to, you know, play it safe almost, but that has been him. He's, he's flying around the ice. He's really using his feet to make plays and, and that sort of stuff. It, it, you can see like, it just allows his talent to come through. I mean, there was a reason he was picked so high, I think 33rd overall. And now that he's getting um, like that, he's, before he was more refined, but now that he's sort of figuring things out and he's using his speed, using his talent to move around the ice. And, and that's, you know, it led to the higher scoring, even though his playing time has been a little bit lower. All right, let's go to uh, Lucas Raymond. I mean, there was a lot of love about this pick and really with the, his increased role on Volunda this season, he's really starting to get the chance to demonstrate why he was taken so high. So, can, I guess, can you just give us an overview of what you've seen from him so far this year? Mm-hmm. Well, early on, like, even before, like, the Red Wings drafted him because the Swedish League, they started a little bit before the draft. Uh, his most – his biggest impact was definitely coming on the power play, which isn't really a surprise with a player of his talent. But, like, he – I think a few days before, he scored a really nice goal. Uh, and it just – because Froland is using him on the half wall, and he, he's – he was being really aggressive in terms of the passing that he wanted to make. He wanted to go through that Royal road across and it was for Linda's power play was really playing well. As time has gone on, they've, they've really have struggled. And I think he's been a part of that. So that's more of just kind of figuring out the system because the weird thing with their power play is they really like crunch guys in. They're not exactly on the wall. They're more closer to like the hash marks, mm-hmm. but uh, even at even strength, like you can notice he's more comfortable playing with bigger minutes and playing up, up higher in the lineup. And you just see like the talent comes out and it's definitely just the how comfortable he looks. You know, he didn't, he looks at certain points, he looks like an 18 year old. Other times he looks like a seasoned vet just with the plays that he's making and just like he's making, you know, veterans in that league look silly sometimes. One thing that I find interesting too about like a lot of the prospects you keep hearing about is they all have like some sort of power play capability, it seems. Yeah, and that's really just due to the fact that, you know, you're going to get more room out there. And in Sweden, they got the bigger ice. And so just for a guy like him, he's a playmaker. He's, he's got a good shot, but it's more the playmaking. And if they just keep feeding him the puck, 
you're going to see, you know, he's going to get those opportunities more often, obviously, than if he's at even strength. And I think that even though they have struggled as of late, you get that sort of confidence that he's been able to do it because he is 18 years old. You mm-hmm. just think Give him some more time, he's, he's going to figure it out. And, and he's playing on the second unit too. So hopefully he can get bumped up to that first unit. Uh, so let's move it on to Joe Valeno uh, and Moritz Sider. And I grouped them together because they both got a bit of a late start in the SHL this season. What's the early buzz on them? Have they uh, early returns been good? I've seen some, uh, quite a few highlights from Valeno that have been really, really impressive. And Sider as well. We mentioned uh, that one tweet you had last week uh, where he was like bullying some guy in the corner or something like that. Yeah, well, starting with Valeno. Uh, what I'm noticing from him, and you compare it to what he did last year, I thought when he started playing pro with the Griffins last year, it took time for him to just start doing the things that he's comfortable doing that we saw in juniors. And this year, he's he's come out right, right out of the gates, and he's playing with that control of the game and that demand. You're seeing the defensive abilities that he has that is really what he's known for. But I think that – and because obviously he's a great skater – and so he's able to really control that middle of the ice and make plays that you weren't necessarily necessarily seeing last year. They were coming out as time went on. So that is sort of a good sign when it comes to that development. You know that hopefully when or hopefully if the American League starts up later this year after the Swedish League, if they can bring him back over there, you just imagine what he's going to be able to do and how that will how that affects how he projects to the NHL. And then going with Sider, I thought he's – Honestly, like he's on that same trajectory where he's just, he just looks, he's, I think he's 19, but he doesn't look 19 when he's out there. He controls the game and really it's that his offensive, it's his defensive ability that is his biggest sticking point. One thing that's interesting about uh, Valeno is as a center going over and, and getting some experience, like in the European game, like the more freewheeling, loose, kind of more room to work with it, uh, as opposed to the physical style of play that he kind of goes through in the AHL. I think that's just interesting, and I wonder what that's going to do for his development. Because to me, it's kind of like, and this is, might be a little bit dramatic, but it's like, oh, hockey season's over, I'm going to play baseball. Like you're picking up different kind of, uh, it's the same sport, obviously, but you're picking up different kinds of skills and learning to think the game a different way. And it, it's also just like, you know, the style plays differently and he's facing different opponents. And so just, you know, getting that sort of not perspective, but sort of change of scenery, it, it helps when it comes to, well, when he needs to go back to North America, he's been playing, it's that weaker competition, still good competition against men. And that just helps, you know, him, I guess, adapt back because he's gotten his feet moving and, you know, he's, he's, he's playing the way that he wants to play almost. One of the things that, that Red Wings fans love about Mo Sider, and he just touched on it a bit, is that he has serious edge to his game. He will step up to lay a hit. He will reverse your own hit at the blue line. He will chase you down after the play and, you know, give you one of these right right in the uh, old wrist there. What? Mm-hmm. How does that demeanor and that edge kind of uh, show itself on a shift-by-shift basis? Well, I, the – you notice it most when it comes after the whistle because he's <laughs> the guy who he wants that confrontation. He's not scared of it. He's obviously a big I love guy. That. I know. I love it too. He just, I think if you're talking about within the game, is obviously he's very uh, physical. He's very aggressive and he almost embraces that. If you're talking about below the goal line, he's the guy, you know, giving that extra cross check in there or in front of the net, he's the one clearing it. But I think even just looking at his defensibility with his stick. And because one of the 
I think one of the best attributes about him and the reason he went so high is his skating ability for his size. And it's more so how he moves backwards and how he moves side to side. He can stick with some of the fastest forwards in the game. And you just got to think with his ability to close off players, he's going to be a monster when it comes to, you know, um, you know, closing off those zone entries. He's going to, that's where he really is going to stand out. And also just, he's not a guy you want to play against when he comes to those physical aspects. You don't want to go, you don't want to um, play him along the board to be sort of on the perimeter because he'll, he'll close you out real well. Personally, where do you see him projecting out to be? Or a better question, I guess, is uh, give me a comparison of who you see him projecting out to be in the NHL. Because I just love asking people these questions because I just I, – I think of him as a, kind of a Ryan Suter type player, maybe a little bit more offensive. But I, yeah. I, what do you think? I think Ryan Suter, if you look at his, his skating ability and just, like I, like I said, it's that going backwards or side to side, he can stick with players. But if you're looking at, like, himself, like, in that trajectory range, uh, I think maybe expectations do get sort of overblown because he has played well, but it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be a Quinn Hughes or a Kale McCarr type where they're generating all those points. It, it, it's going to be his ability to match up against the opponents, you know, their best players, and you can play them in that, you know, high 20s range almost, I would say, because, again, it's that defensive ability, and you just don't – it's kind of rare to see how refined he is at, at his age. You just kind of think when he's 23, 24 – you know, where is he going to be at? It's, it's going to be pretty well. And you think maybe that Ryan Suter sort of type, I'm not sure if he'll be Ryan Suter, but I, I think um, it's sort of that's that kind of player is what, not at that level, but you know what I'm saying? That's that sort of style is what I think he is. I was wondering like, and, and I know like you just mentioned, like his offensive upside is not like the new freewheeling and dealing NHL defenseman that we just saw come into the league. Uh, you throw Miro Heiskanen in, uh, in that category too. But I do wonder if his uh, offensive upside is sometimes overlooked in the terms of like, you read national stories sometimes uh, or like prospect rankings and things like that. And like, they're reluctant to kind of put him in that really top tier because of the lack of offensive upside. But I've seen some, some clips of him, early on in the SHL this year where he looks pretty good on the power play too. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess it kind of depends on what you want to, how you view the upside because it's more to his style play. He's not, I thought last year he was much more aggressive in stepping up in the play and joining the offense. He hasn't really done that as much this year. And so maybe that's, there's some recency bias in that. But I I think that when he does want to step up, you can see he's got the, the IQ to make the right play. And I think the way he plays, the reason he might be playing more reserved is just because the season just started. It's been a while since he played. So maybe as time goes on, we'll see him step up more and try and produce more offense. But on the power play, he just recently in uh, his past game got some opportunity and I think he scored on it. So, you know, you got to hope that that trend kind of continues. Cam, we'll get back to you in just a second, man. But first, I got to talk to the listeners about Bilt Bar because they just sent me a message. And what they said was basically, we want to make sure that we can help you guys keep off those extra LBs in the winter. I said, who's you guys? And they said, you, Ethan, Cam, and all the listeners out there. And I said, fine, tell me more about it. And they said, well, it's the most delicious tasting protein bar on the market. And we actually just released six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, even apple almond crisp. 
And I said, wow, that's that's really nice of you guys. And they said, yeah, I, I didn't even tell you the best part yet. And I said, what's that? And they said, all of those bars, including our 12 original flavors, are covered in 100% chocolate, they're soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious guy. And I said, well, I'm a health-conscious guy, sometimes. And they said, well, sometimes we'll be there to help you out. And with us, Built Bar, being a health-conscious guy is a whole lot easier. I feel bad for anybody that has to be in a room with you over the next couple of months because you're going to be the best-looking person in said room, all right? And here's how we're going to do it. We're going to give you a 20% off discount at BuiltBar.com when you enter the promo code Locked On. That's it. 20% off when you go to BuiltBar.com right now and enter the promo code Locked On. It's as simple as that, guys. Do not let yourself get into that mode of eating bad during the wintertime, eating things out of a crock pot. I love it. Trust me, I do. But there are times where you have to get that health back on track, and Built Bar is going to be there for you. One more time, BuiltBar.com, promo code locked on for 20% off. All right, well, let's take it in kind of a different direction because last April, the Red Wings signed Matthias Brome. Uh, to a one-year entry-level deal. He's not a prospect in the traditional sense. He's 26 years old, uh, spent most of his his pro career playing over in the SHL, and he finished sixth in scoring last season. This year, he's off to a pretty hot start again, 11 points in 10 games. What do you get from Matthias Brom when he's on the ice? Uh, well, you, you notice with Brom is the creativity he has, and he, you know, he, he makes sort of plays that kind of compare to Bergen where, like, you know, it makes those high, highlight reels. And that's where he stands out. And obviously I think he's 26. So that's sort of the reason he's more comfortable in that sense. And, and you see uh, more so because with the talent level, it may not be on the same par as Bergeron, but he, he's, he's further along. And I guess development, it's kind of a weird word to use for someone like him. Mm-hmm. But if you're in terms of hoping, like how that translates, you just got to hope and see again, like we've got to pray the American league starts back up. And just to see how he get him, get some looks uh, from him there, and obviously if development goes well, you can move him up. But he's he's kind of a wild card. Damian Bruner 2.0. I think that's the name we should just slap on him from exactly. going forward. I would so, love the Damian Bruner experiment was one of my uh, favorite uh, experiences as a Red Wings fan. It was just absolutely electric. He was here during a lockout season, so like you only saw him for like 35 games or something like that. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> to Albert Johansson because there's been some good juju going around and he kind of gets overshadowed. Uh, but anytime you mention a puck movie defenseman that can move the puck has great skating ability, there's going to be some ears that perk up. How has his game matured since the last time we saw him last season where he was kind of limited uh, in his action? Well, it's sort of like the opposite of what's happening with Sider. He's playing more reserved Johansson. He's, he's stepping up more. He's using that great skating ability to make plays and, and use the passing and vision that he has, which got him drafted in the second round. And obviously that might have to do with he's played in the, NH- the SHL last year and he's playing in a more prominent role with uh, Farias dad. So uh, then obviously in terms of stepping up in that transition, you're seeing that more, but it's also his aggressiveness on the blue line. He's not stapled back there. He's looking to make plays and get involved with the forwards and really that, that's got that's exciting because you mentioned he's got the skating ability and he's got the IQ to really you know generate some scoring and help his team and that kind of projects well for someone with his abilities because obviously the skating and the passing and the IQ that's what you want out of your NHL defenseman. 
All right, we're here with Cameron Coombe. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter where? Cameron Coombe. Just the full name. All right, well, it's in, the, it. it's in the episode title, uh, so you can definitely go check that out. But I wanted to wrap it up with this because now that people know out there where they can watch these SHL games without getting a virus on their computer. Well, actually, you didn't say that they wouldn't get a virus on their computer. Yeah, what kind of virus protection do you have? Talking no sure. free See? ads. Don't say, yeah, don't say any no free um, ads. Never mind. uh what what is coming up on the schedule uh for this week uh what are some of the bigger matchups involving the red wings prospects over in the shl well we have to check that right now i do know though that unfortunately what isn't coming up is the champions hockey league which just recently got canceled and that that sucks because they do a really good job of like streaming that sort of stuff for people in north america so that will not be on the horizon, but in terms of a uh, good SHL matchup. Uh, later this week, we got a uh, Johansson cider matchup. That comes on the 27th. We got Brome playing against Brinus, and also Malmo, which is Valeno's team. He's playing against Bergren and Schleftia. All right, so go check it out on hockey.tv. That was right? Yes. Uh, go check him out on Twitter at Cameron Coombe. Not a better place for Red Wings gifts out there. Uh, we appreciate your time today, man. Thanks for checking in. Of course. Thank you guys for having me.